Hey there, Steven. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Hey there, Dustin. How you doing? <laughs> Better now. So you know how I started uh, opening up our episodes with the uh, beer can opening sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually one of my beer cans that I recorded just the exact same way I just recorded that one by just opening it up in mic on the podcast. It's because you're true talent, Steve. You have true talent. I mean, I just, I try not to hit up the uh, sound effects websites and, uh, you know, pay for all those fully effects and we can just create them on our own here. Live. You know how it is. Live in studio. Yeah. You guys, uh, listeners out there, you just got a live taste of what it's like to do fully effects. Mm. Fully effects. Uh, Dustin. So, uh, since this isn't a holiday special episode, um, we're going to start out by talking about what we were drinking. Are you drinking anything tonight? I am uh, drinking a mighty fine glass of McAllister's Finest from the McAllister's Deli. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, depending I'm on not where familiar you live, with that brewery, no. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, pretty delicious. comes in many flavors. It looks nice. Yeah. And it's got a little uh, little uh, Jameson in it. But. I have transitioned over to the Third Street Brew House from Minnesota. Minnesota? Drinking the hop lift. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Am I doing that accent right? No, not at all. That's more of a Minnesota. No. Oh, man. Have you ever been to Minnesota? Nope. I had to do some training in Minneapolis-St. Paul one time. That place is surprisingly much cooler than I thought it would be. I've heard good things about that, uh, that and like the Twin Cities. Minneapolis-St. Paul is the Twin Cities. Oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little geography lesson for Dustin and all the <laughs> listeners out there. Well, I met, I was doing a wedding of, you know, a month or so ago in Wisconsin, and so many of the guests kept saying, you know. Wisconsin. I'm from the Twin Cities, or I'm from, you know, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know the difference. Didn't realize that was the same thing. Yeah, but now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. So, Steve, do you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, Dustin, I had the best Thanksgiving, <laughs> I assume. We're actually just joking around. We are literally recording this like seconds after recording the Thanksgiving special. Um, I have transitioned over from my Victory Storm King that I was drinking in the Thanksgiving special, which is an Imperial Stout, to the Third Street Brewhouse Hoplift, which is an IPA. And I got to tell you, it is a rough transition. Uh, yeah, do not ever start with a stout and then go IPA. Ooh. You, you want to go the other way. Yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. I made a huge mistake, Dustin. A huge mistake. Drinking Lesson 101. Unrelated question. Uh, what What's going on with that big-ass video tripod you got in the background there? Oh, uh, Jen and I were shooting our Christmas photos the other day. Mm. So we had that out. So every year for Christmas time, I, uh, I do a photo for one of my friends and then I send him a picture of that photo and it's always a ridiculous photo. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of my best friends and he's the one who got me started listening to podcasts many years ago. His name's Jason. He lives in Denver and, uh, every year I like to send him a photo. Uh, we were listening to a podcast called just the tip Mm. a while back and, uh, on just the tip, they send each other fractures, which are like those glass photos where they print straight on the glass, you know, Mm -hmm. and they would send each other fractures every year, um, that were just like utterly ridiculous fractures. And then you had to leave up the other person's fracture for an entire year. And I thought this was a great idea. So I started sending Jason fractures of myself every year for Christmas. Jason did not reciprocate. (laughs) Jason sent me real Christmas presents every year. It sounds like a very one-sided relationship that you're getting the better end of. Um, No, no, I don't think so. He has a shrine to me in his house now. (laughs) He sent me a photo of it a while back. It was utterly fantastic. Can you post that uh, on the Instagram? I think I would like to see that. 
Uh, I'll have to, I don't know. He might've just set it up for like a day and sent it to me. Oh gosh, my memory is so terrible. He might've just told me he was going to do it. And in my head, I imagined it and it was wonderful looking, <laughs> but this year, uh, this see. year I'm really blowing it out. Um, I'm not going to say too much because Jason does listen to the pod and I don't want him to uh, get any ideas. Last year though, Jen and I, for our Christmas photo, we bought pajamas, um, like Grinch pajamas. I remember I got the card. Yeah. For like me, Jen and both the kids and we posed together in them. And then, um, I posed laying down on the ground and Jason, uh, Jason's a big, big Apple fan. He's hardcore dedicated. And so, I took a picture laid out on the floor in front of the fireplace and the Christmas tree clutching my uh, Mac to me. It's very sexual. Mm. Mm. I hope Jason's uh, wife would really enjoyed seeing that when it rolled up. Speaking of goofy photos and inappropriate things, uh, did any of our listeners chime in? I've been so busy this week. Uh, did anyone chime in about the ghost pick? No, not a single person chimed in about the ghost pick. So our listeners don't care. We actually, we did get a lot of feedback this week from listeners. Just nobody talked about the ghost pick. Got it. Good. Save me some time. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jack Wood wrote in this week. Mm, did he now? He sent us a picture of uh, something he was welding while he's listening to the oh, show. That's right. And I'm not super familiar with um, with welding, but I'm. it looked like he may have made some mistakes due to laughing at the show. At least I hope that's what was going on. Otherwise, maybe he just sent us something that was welded really well. And I just couldn't tell. (laughs) I was going to say, when you sent me the photo, I was like, it looks cool. I don't know what I'm looking at here. (laughs) I'm pretty certain he sent it to us. Let us know. Also, uh, my wife was listening to the show, heard us talking about Jack Wood. And she said her great grandpa's name is Jack Wood. So could it be that the Jack Wood that listens to this show is Jen's grandfather? No. Jen told me, or Jack told us today in the DMs, he's not Jack Wood. He's Jack Wood the third. Dun, dun, dun. Which means he's possibly related to my wife. Probably not, but possibly. So he could be like your father, Steve. No, it'd be like third, fourth, <laughs> fifth know. cousin. Do you know how families work? I'm just picturing some sort of like Luke and Leia scenario where secretly (laughs) you and your wife are related or something. Why, Dustin? Why? I got Star Wars on the brain. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Are you seeing Star Wars when it comes Uh, out? Why would I not see Star Wars when it comes out? Opening night or? Opening night or is there another choice? I'm not seeing it opening night. Yeah, I don't know if I am either. (laughs) I'm seeing it Friday night at 11 p.m. Uh, at the see. biggest movie screen in the state of Indiana. Hamilton Town Center. No, no. Oh. IMAX downtown. Oh, really? Downtown? It's bigger than oh, Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Town Center IMAX screen isn't technically oh, the correct size. That's right. Yeah. It's a little bit like you can be licensed to be an IMAX screen if you're just a little bit bigger than a normal screen um, without actually being full IMAX size. And that's what the Hamilton Town Center one is. See, we have this. That's uh, all the boring shit we have to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, so Twitter. Yeah, I know you wanted to get in and on. and in. No, 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 no. First off, I want to talk about uh, Jackie. Listener Jackie Santana sent us. Oh. Uh, H&M's ripping us off, man. Oh, that's right. So apparently, um, News Alert, the creative director in the marketing department at Forever 21, right? Uh, did I say H&M? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's Forever, Forever 21. 21. Steve, if we're going to throw a company under the bus, get it right. Two beers in. Yeah, he's spinning in his chair, people. Uh, Two beers deep. Forever 21's marketing department. Someone over there is apparently listening to a little podcast called The Wedding Photo Hangover. Woo, woo. And decided they're throwing in the towel on their music selection because Dustin here slaved away on finding just the perfect song mm. for the intro to this podcast. And wouldn't you know, the new ad campaign for Forever 21 is singing the same song. And I just want listeners to know they probably chose that because Dustin and I are both immortals stuck at the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least that's what I'm telling people. But how funny would that be? Actually, Steve... 
I don't know, we could probably get sued for this, but if we reposted the Forever 21 video on our YouTube channel, but with the beer opening at the beginning of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then drop that in the show notes. <laughs> I I think we could probably do it if it was as long as it was like a parody and it just wasn't like the full ad, but just like a few seconds of the ad, <laughs> and we included something in the description that said like they ripped us off. Yeah. You can clearly hear that beer. Check can out opening. our podcast to see why. <laughs> Give us all those sweet listens. Maybe for maybe for Instagram. Maybe we can somehow put that on Instagram. Maybe. All right. We'll see. But actually, I know this is a photo-related podcast, but the, the further we get down this podcast rabbit hole, we tend to talk about video because um, that's something we're both pretty passionate about as well. Uh, and I wanted to just chat a little bit about, I, I guess maybe you could say best practice. I don't know if there's any of you listeners out there who are also thinking or have or will or could dabble in the video arena. It's the way of the future. The way of the future. Yeah, the way of the I future. mean, it's just, the I way mean, your future. cameras are already doing it. Why Why not just give in? The way of the but future. we shot a wedding video on Friday and scratch that. Delete that. The way of the future. We shot a wedding video this weekend. Pick up right from where I said the way of the future. Come on, Dustin. We shot a wedding Jump video. Jump right in on the aviator reference. What? Aviator. Leonardo DiCaprio movie about Howard Hughes? Nope, never saw it. Oh, dude, it's good. He goes like crazy at one part and just starts saying, it's the way of the future, the way of the future, the way of the future. And it's like one of those things that's stuck with me. And every time I talk to anybody else about that movie, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, uh, you like the scene at the end where he has all those mason jars full of his own piss? Mm, sounds like <sighs> a great movie. Everybody's like, uh, I remember the part where he crashed the plane and barely made it out alive. And I'm like, that's not cool. The cool part is when he's in that movie theater with all the piss around him. Mm, making me thirsty. Mm, you should jump on this Hoplift IPA. Oh, but no. first, if you want it to taste like piss, you have to have a Storm King first. Oh, gross. No. Um, it's a so yeah, really I, good beer if you don't drink Imperial Stout first. Steve. Anyway, back to what back you were saying. Video track, stuff. Steven. Uh, we shot a wedding this weekend, and we were exclusively doing video. And I knew exclusive, exclusive, meaning that there was another company doing the photography. <sighs> yep. And I'm doing sound effects for you. Come on, no, I appreciate it. And uh, so we've we've done video now for about two years. Uh, you know, here and there, and we've worked with some amazing photographers including Steve, including Steve and Jen. And we've just like always wondered why there's some videographers that actually request sort of an exclusive time with the bride and groom exclusive in their contracts. And, uh, we've never done that until this weekend. Did I see the point of that? Ooh, Dustin, do tell. Uh, the photographer was, incredibly rude to me and my second shooter all day long uh like how rude uh so no, no, no. she would how blatantly rude. yell at us in front of the bride and groom how rude she would also i mean like just making you us feel like we didn't know what we were doing um we would how rude request that we do something again so that we could capture it without her standing in front of us how rude and then, Sorry, I'm just really trying to hone in on my Stephanie Tanner from Full House. Yes, I am I getting close? That. Maybe take the hat off. Oh, damn it! And the shirt. Anyways, and then um, she would say, you know, like, "Oh, you can do whatever you need when I get through my posing routine or whatever." And then I'm like, oh, "Okay." And then later on, she'd be like, "You know, if you do need anything, just speak up and say something." <laughs> I'm like, "Uh." We are saying something and you're constantly belittling us. So we're just shutting down and, you know, trying to get different angles. And Dustin, I don't know what that's like to work with another vendor who's constantly belittling you in front of the bride and groom. I know, Steve. I know. 
that must be like really frustrating if like the whole time you're working with the bride and groom, somebody else is just like shitting on you and uh, belittling you and making fun of you. And then like later, maybe they get on a podcast with you and say like, oh yeah, I just like to do that because we're friends. What I did with you and the Purdue and <laughs> Steve was totally Defend different. Defend yourself, Dustin. Defend yourself. You had you had to be there on Friday. Let's just put it this way: my second shooter, who is, uh, we've talked about him numerous times, is a big teddy bear. He is the a great big teddy bear. <clears throat> I mean, wouldn't you say Aaron is like the nicest human being? Mm, I mean, every time I see Aaron, I just want to give him a hug, snuggle up. That's that beard. Just a great big bushy beard. Yeah, he's got a Santa Claus beard. Um, but anyways, he's. Uh, He's a super nice guy. He always, you know, puts up with a lot, especially being around Seriously, me. Seriously, Aaron is the nicest. Like, Dustin's not just talking him up because he works with him. Like, Aaron is so nice. And so we were doing the getting ready, and I, you know, turned to him in the car after we left the bride's house. And I'm like, so what do you think of the photographer? And he's like, oh, she's just sassy. She's not as bad as you made it seem. She's sassy. That's, those are the words he used. I'm sorry. And then after we started doing the bridal portrait time, he was looked at me and he's like, I I don't think I can do anymore. Like, I think you might have to finish on your own because I might, you know, either say something I regret and get us both in big trouble because this person is driving me crazy. Crazy. But then what's funny is that she'll come and sit with us at dinner and just act like, like nothing's happened all day. Like she hasn't belittled us and treated us like the scum of the earth and the most like subpar vendor on the face of existence. And anyway, so to get to a point in all of this is I just wanted to talk about breast breast. Yeah. Freudian <laughs> slip right there. What's up? Dustin wants to talk about them boobies. Best practices when working with videographers. I know photographers hate, dude, you know, you're kind of a creep. Hate working with videographers <laughs> just because then you have to share your time and a lot of photographers feel like they're actually doing all the work when it comes to posing and styling. And then the videographer is just shooting over your shoulder and getting all the credit. But uh, that's the best part about being a videographer. I know. But the uh, videographer should be treated, if they are nice and kind and a human, uh, should be treated as part of the creative team and not an outsider. I mean, how when you and Jen shoot with a video team, how do you treat them in all seriousness? But what you were just getting at is that maybe the photographer didn't think of you as a human. Correct. What did she think of you, as a monster? Mm, I think, like, gum on the bottom of her shoe would be the Ugh. description I would use. At least it wasn't dog shit on the bottom of her shoe. Mm, it was more like the gum that gone through the dog shit. Ugh. Mm, Ugh. Like the piss in Leo's jars. Oh, gosh. Oh, come <laughs> on, Dustin. The Aviator is a great movie, though, and you guys should uh, buy it or rent it on Google Play or iTunes. Who's giving us money for this? Uh, it's called Exopedia. It's like some Chinese-Korean type DVD streaming service. Wait, what the hell? Is Exopedia a real thing? Steve, I'm just saying a sponsor's a sponsor. We take what we can get, okay? It's the state of North Korea. There, I I don't know. It's they they all it says is all all the movies have been dubbed by King Kim Jong. Um, am I reading this right? Kim Un Uno Uno <laughs> Kim Jong Un. Uh, what was your question again? Uh, when you work with a videographer, are you nice to them? Basically, yeah. Are you? How do you treat video teams? Do you treat them like they are a second? like a separate thing and you're just like doing your thing. They're doing their thing. Well, I mean, if I'm working with you, I just secretly loathe you the whole day and then passive aggressively complain about it on the podcast later. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm working with somebody else, I'm usually like, give them high fives all day. I'm like, you're so cool. I love you. We should be best friends. Let's go get beers together. I would totally move to Fort Wayne if you wanted me to live there. If it's somebody other than you, I figured. um, yeah, but I mean, that's just how I do. Uh, 
No, I usually, I, I connect with videographers really well because I went to school for video production. Uh, before I started shooting with Jen, every job I've had except for like one has been in video production. I've shot numerous weddings uh, for video, so I feel like I treat them very well. We try to just help them out as much as we can, and they try to help us out as much as they can in return. Yeah, I mean, ever since we started shooting video, especially, um, it, the way I think is so differently now, too. Um, so whenever we have a video team alongside us that's not our own, we always think about their needs as far as lighting, uh, especially when we're planning out things like a first look. I always try to think like, oh, they're not going to be able to use flash. So we definitely need to find something that will work great for them as well mm -hmm. and try to like think those things through. Um, and I also try to think about timing when it comes to video for the video guys because, you know, things take a little bit longer for them to set up. They're not quite as nimble and run and gun as photographers because uh, they might need to have multiple angles and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, it, I was just not getting those kind of courtesies on Friday. So if anyone out there has any advice for me uh, moving forward on like how to handle that kind of situation, I mean, I was, I even told the bride and groom up front my concerns about this particular photographer. And they said they, you know, just, oh yeah, our photographer's pretty feisty, but you know, I think everything will be fine. Wait, so you knew before the wedding that the photographer was going to treat you like shit. I knew before the wedding that the photographer had a specific reputation uh, for being um, a little bossy, pushy. She's bossy. She's the baddest bitch on that block. So, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm, I was or am friends with this person. No, you're not. This person treated you like dog shit. You're no longer friends. And now that I've worked side by side with them i don't know like I, I have this like really bad taste in my mouth sort of like that pumpkin ale i had a few months ago yeah you should have a bad taste in your mouth because this person is not a good person they treated you poorly this is what you need to do next time you work with them you just need to give that shit right back to them the way they give it to you you cannot let that slide an inch dustin i know part of me it feels like i should like have some sort of a conversation about it I just don't know how well she would receive it. Like, just no, like no, no. you don't have a conversation with her about it. You just the next time you work with her, you treat her like shit instead of her treating you like shit. I'm I'm Christian, Steve, and we don't believe in that kind of thing. But I know no, that's no, no. how you do. This it. is what she responds to. This is the only way this photographer, male or female. Um, wait, did you use the pronoun female first. Did this I? female photographer. Yeah, you did. I'm not just going on prior knowledge from our discussions pre-taping, recording. Man, I, I should have cooled two, it two off. Two beers, one Steve, beer. it's floating high. Uh, well, I, the first beer actually was a beer I opened for Jen, and um, it is 9% alcohol by volume. Holy cow. And she drank like maybe uh, maybe like two sips of it. So I was just trying to finish it up because I'm a good husband who doesn't want to waste beer. You're a valiant husband. And the second beer is just 6.2%. So, I mean, that's not bad, right? Sounds good. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, you can't let it slide, dude. You gotta, I mean, the, the, the good thing to do, the, um, the solid way to approach this would just be to send her a message and just be like, Hey, I really didn't appreciate the way that you, um, treated me when we, I was doing video with you while you're doing photos. And um, in the future, if we ever work together, I would just appreciate it if you would maybe be a little bit more kind and not be insulting in front of the bride and groom. That's the adult growing up way to go about it. And you can't base like, oh, should I say that to her or not? Based on like, how will she respond? Because all you can control in your life is you. You can't control her. So you just, correct. you gotta, you gotta do the right thing, correct, but the correct thing for you and reap the repercussions from, yeah, from past experience with other people I know, um, who have crossed this specific photographer, um, she has turned that into a loudspeaker and just like shit on their business. 
uh, to oh, anyone. Did she and leave them reviews on Facebook? Like maybe in 2013, she paid a bunch of people to give them less than five star reviews on Facebook in 2013. <laughs> Possibly. Speaking of which, I spent the entire week messaging those people, and not one of them has responded. So uh, you don't want to cross her. Could you criss her? Could you crisscross her? I mean, jump, jump. I don't know. I need some time Daddy to cool make about you. it and get a level head and then decide what I'm going to do. Jump, jump. So. Did you miss the bus? Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about that. So long story short, bad experience with a photographer. Didn't know how to handle it exactly. Uh, trying to decide moving forward how to best handle that um, with photographers that we don't know going into a wedding day when we're doing video and someone else is doing photo. And uh, also wanted to share some knowledge with all of you about if you're doing photo and someone else is doing video, how to treat them so that they don't go on a podcast and shit on you. Uh, look, I just, I got to tell you, Dustin, you got to be direct. You got to stand up for yourself. If somebody's shitting on you uh, in front of the bride and groom, you can't, you cannot bottle that up and save it for the podcast because it'll make such such sweet, such great content. You, no, you should have said I, something to her there. I wanted, the I just wanted like, to hey, so bad. But... I don't appreciate the way you're treating us right now. You, you got to approach it from the standpoint of like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to yell at them. I'm not going to go crazy or anything. Just uh, come at them and just say, look, I really don't appreciate the way you're treating us. I would like it if you could be a little bit more kind going forward and not be insulting in front of the bride and groom. I'm just trying to get my best work in and I know you're trying to do that too. And I want to help you and I hope that you want to help me. And if she doesn't want to help you or he doesn't want to help you, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it except for compete with them all day for shots. But I mean, you got to be assertive. You got to say something. That little pep talk. I needed that this weekend, man. Where were you? Why didn't you call me? Why, why didn't you hire me to shoot with you? Because mm, Aaron's more cuddly and pretty than you. It's a big old teddy bear. You just want to snuggle him up. I know. I just want to, just want to motorboat that beard. That would be so uncomfortable Too hearing far. you say that. Yeah. Does Aaron listen to this podcast? Because he's going to be so uncomfortable after that. I'm going to message him on Facebook let him know to listen to this one in particular. <laughs> Aaron will probably be editing this podcast this time next year. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, anywho, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Twitter. I don't know anything about Twitter, so this is a Steve topic. So this is a topic that is a few weeks old, but Twitter upped the uh, character count from 140 characters to 280 characters. So that That's right, they what? doubled it. Donald Trump can say more now? Yes, he can. What? And you can say more when you respond to him, Dustin. Dustin frequently responds to Donald J. Trump on the Twitter. He says things like, those are some really deep thoughts, Mr. Donald. I mean, President Donald. Oh, I call him the Don. I mean, that's how he prefers for people to refer to him. I know. The other thing is that the display name character length on Twitter now goes up to 50, which is, I think before it was 24 or 25, whatever it was, it was so short that we couldn't have our display name be wedding photo hangover on Twitter. We could only have it be wedding hangover. So now that the display name is longer, our display name is wedding photo hangover. But our username is still Wed Pick Hangover because usernames are still capped very low. Sounds right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all I wanted to talk about. That's just a little Twitter update for the other people on social media. And then uh, I just kind of wanted to talk. Do you want to get into this? Like, what uh, what what social media do you do you use? What do you feel like is important to your business? Um, I don't know. This this has been we have really taken a hiatus from social media this year. I, I don't know. Having a daughter, having a child is really taking a toll on, I mean, something had to go being that I run everything. I don't have a Jen and a Steve in my mm-hmm. combo. And so, uh, social media really took the back burner this year for us. Uh, I'm really hoping we can change that moving forward. So we, we will see. But for what 
we focus on when we do focus on it is Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Instagram stories for nothing else than I think it's fun. Uh, I get enjoyment of seeing my friends do like behind the scenes type stuff and just like day in the life kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, so I'm hoping to do more of that moving forward. And, um, Facebook, all we do on Facebook, and I know Steve has talked about this in an earlier episode, is at the end of every wedding, we take a picture with the bride and groom, and we post it on Facebook, and that is about the extent of our Facebook page. Yeah, Dustin's Facebook page is all like, look at this Dustin body with the bride and groom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, we hit up Instagram pretty hard. We're on Twitter as well, but we don't hit Twitter nearly as hard. And, uh, Facebook, we mostly just use to publish our blog posts and stuff like that. Um, we also publish our blog posts to Google plus and LinkedIn. Um, Ooh, tell me more. Why LinkedIn? I don't know if it's still like this, but several years ago, Google ranked you higher in search if you posted to LinkedIn, hmm. basically. Interesting. And if you had a lot of interactions on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn was one of the few social sites that was not at the time blocking Google from seeing what people were doing on their site. So Google could use that info. So they did. Um, So at the time, it was helpful for your SEO. I don't know that it is anymore. I have not really kept up on that. Um, We do Google Plus basically just because... I was a huge fan of Google Plus when it came out, and I used it all the time. I wanted to get rid of my Facebook and just go straight up with Google Plus. Um, and it's not because Facebook's terrible or anything. It's just because I really want there to be competition in the market. Right now, Facebook owns Facebook, and Facebook also owns Instagram. So when, as photographers, the two most important places to be, I've found, are Facebook and Instagram. And I mean, that's really saying the two most important places to be are Facebook. And so that's just rough because when Facebook changes their algorithm, which they did this October, it can seriously kill your business. Like, um, I don't know what you've been seeing, but due to the algorithm change in October on Facebook, the amount of people who see our posts on Facebook has been cut in half. Really? And so I want to use and pump up as many other social networks as possible because I want there to be somebody competing with Facebook because right now Facebook owns us and they control us as far as like our business stuff goes. And I'm not saying like Jen and I, I'm saying like everyone basically. And so you have like two choices. Either I try to game my SEO on Google to bring in people or I try to game the Facebook algorithm. Uh, I mean, both the SEO and Google and Facebook, it's all algorithm stuff. Um, so it's all about like trying to figure out what is important to their, their like mathematical equation and then trying to find a way to game that. So your content gets seen by more eyes. So you book more clients and it's just a nightmare to me that we've allowed as a society, Facebook to hold this much power over our businesses. Like wedding photography, Yelp is not nearly as important. Um, Pinterest, I feel like holds a little bit of importance. Snapchat is non-existent for your business. Yeah. Everyone was going hard on Snapchat for a while and I didn't really understand why. Like I, so so much fun. What you were saying about Instagram, loving the stories and stuff like that, that's Snapchat. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, but I just didn't understand from a growth perspective. Like, I don't know. Oh, no. Snapchat was terrible for um, a growth perspective because people couldn't just find you organically like they can on Facebook or Instagram or even Google Plus or LinkedIn or Pinterest. Like, Snapchat was like people already had to know you from Twitter or something and then find you on Snapchat. You had to be popular on another social media platform. I mean, there are a few people. uh, Sean. Oh, shit. What's his name? There's a guy named Sean who uh, has been in a lot of Casey Neistat vlogs, and he basically became famous from Snapchat. DJ Khaled is huge on Snapchat. Um, So it does work for some people. Like, they build a huge following on Snapchat, but there's no organic way. It's all word of mouth. you got to be so viral. 
Yeah, it's just kind of like when Instagram rolled out their stories, it was like, okay, doors closed on Snapchat. Yeah, because you can do the stories on Instagram. Right. I've seen a lot of people recently talking about how uh, the story function on Instagram is so good, but they don't like using Instagram and they wish Instagram would spin off the story function into its own app. And I'm just like, that is Snapchat. It already existed. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's like when people Snapchat's are Snapchat's like... been doing a lot of really cool stuff though recently. Like they do the whole uh, thing where there's like a map and you can see the bitmojis of your friends and where they are in the map and stuff like that. If they share that info. I haven't even opened Snapchat. So, I mean, there's cool stuff going on. It's just not stuff that's going to help your business. Yeah. Uh, cool. Do you want to move on to the next topic, Dustin? Yeah. I mean, I wish... Did you see what the next topic is? Steve's story about being recognized in public by a stranger. Oh, hells yeah, Dustin. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so fucking famous. <laughs> so where were you, Steve? Do tell. And then I'll tell my story because this actually happened to me this week, too. Ooh. Well, I haven't heard your story. I want to hear this. So my wife threw a baby shower on uh, Friday and um, she wanted me to, so my wife, as you know, as I just talked about in the Thanksgiving episode, um, is a extremely busy woman. And so this baby shower was almost the death of her this week. But um, so I tried to take on as much of it as I could. So I ordered the food for said baby shower. Nice. From a little a little delicatessen that you may have heard of called Chickle Filet, one of my one of my personal favorites. Yeah, we went real highbrow for this thing. We got Chick Fil A catering. Ooh, the most highest of brows, Dustin. Did you have to take the monocle off Ooh. while you ordered? A little sweet tea with your chicken nuggets. So, anywho, so I went on Thursday to pay for said Chick-fil-A so that anyone would be able to pick them up on Friday in case my wife was... Master Chick-fil-A, it is I, Dustin, here to buy all of your goods and wares. Precisely. So I showed up and I was like, hey, can I pay for the Chick-fil-A order that I placed over the phone um, so that anyone can pick it up on Friday? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then the manager comes out to like you know, do my order. And she's like, oh my gosh, are you Dustin? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the one who placed the order. And she's like, no, 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 Dustin from Dustin and Crin Photography. And nah, I'm, she didn't say that. She said, are you DJ DMAC attack? And she was like, did you shoot such and such as wedding? Because, oh my gosh, those photos were amazing. I went to school with her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did that. At least I assume I did. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Then I went back to my table, looked up that bride and groom, <laughs> and then came back up. And I was Wait, like, "Why oh, did you yeah, have a table if you were?" Oh, I ended up food. getting because Char- Charlie was with me, my daughter, and I got her some chicken nuggets and the lemonade for me. And then when I went back up to fill up our, our lemonade, I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I remember that wedding. It was blah 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 at this place in that time, and it was a great time. And that bride and groom was our favorite." But um, in while I'm here, I, Dustin McKibben, will take uh, a small box of your finest chicken nuggets <laughs> and a pint of your lemonade. Mm. And can it you drizzle I. your finest Polynesian sauce on there for me? Oh yes. So, what kind of sauce are you at Chick Fil A? I don't. I don't do sauce, buddy. What? Uh, unless I'm at McDonald's, and then I'm all about that raw honey on my chicken. Oh, that's yeah. old school, buddy. Old school. I like I like to mix that savory, salty chicken with that sweet, sweet honey. Mm. I could go on about sticky. That. But so you were recognized. So you tell your story. So uh, when Jen and I were shooting a wedding a few weeks ago, um, I had to go from the bride's room to the groom's room. Oh, always a tricky and, transition. Um, yeah, so I walked out from her room, which was on the, it was on like the main floor, not the first floor, but like the main floor that like guests could stay on. Mm-hmm. It was also the same floor that like a giant conference was taking place on for ed- educators. And this guy gets on the elevator with me and he is like looking me up and down. And I was like, well, that was a boost to my self-esteem. I don't mind at all. And he goes, oh my gosh, are you Steve Van Elk? And I was like, 
self-esteem not boosted anymore. Apparently, I'm not looking that good. He thinks he knows me. And I was like, yes, I am. And then uh, he goes, Steve Van Elk, like Jen Van Elk's husband? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm the other Steve Van Elk. (laughs) He goes, I thought when I saw the camera, I was like, I think I, I thought I knew you. And he goes, I was one of Jen's professors in college, and I have been following her work, your guys' work, you know, uh, ever since. And I think you guys do such amazing work. And I was just like, oh, great. Well, I'm glad my wife is famous. <laughs> I'm not famous, Dustin. Right in that See, coattails. I, I threw in the I'm so famous thing and the show notes to throw you off. This is really a story about how awesome and famous my wife is. See, uh <sighs> We've been recognized at a few places. Granted, Fort Wayne is much smaller than Indy, so the odds of us being recognized is much greater. Um, well, plus you eat at Bravas every day, right? Yeah, it's so true. You're on that hamburger hot dog train, and people just walk in there, and they're like, oh, there's that Dustin dude who lives here, basically. Uh, we were going up and uh, up or down at this uh, building downtown one time, Dustin goes up and down. He goes both ways. I don't remember if we were finishing a shoot or starting, (laughs) but somebody got on the elevator that we did not know and turned to us and they said, to my wife, and they were like, you're Corinne, right? Of Dustin and Corinne Photography? And I'm like standing right there. And I'm like, and and I'm I'm the Dustin. (laughs) They're like, no, we don't, no, you don't look like him. But you're Corinne, right? Yeah, you're definitely that cute blonde that I see on Facebook. But no, you're definitely fatter because you, you can't be that guy. Little do they oh, wait, know. Did you I just say you were fatter in real life yeah, than you are in I your photos? I the shit out of myself when I post photos. I'm waiting for someone to recognize you or I, Steve, from the podcast. Like, hey, Steve Van Elk, a great Indiana man. Is that you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did I tell you? Uh, so, listener Jackie sent me a few messages today. I already talked about something she sent earlier. Um, she also said she was drinking a cider mm. that she got from Cincinnati. And she said as she was drinking it, raising it to her mouth, she was thinking to herself, a great Cincinnati cider for a great Indiana woman like Jackie Sandana. Mm, I hope that becomes her voicemail or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, it filled my heart with so much happiness when she sent me that message. I was like, yes! A great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man. Uh, I, can't, I just can't hit those tones like you, Steve. I don't have that voice for radio. I got more of a face for uh, TV. Dustin, I literally spend like four to five hours a day staring in the mirror at myself while I say a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man just over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then I usually have like a can of half drink beer. And if I don't hit it just like exactly right every single time, I just crumple the beer up in my fist and then throw it at the mirror. We've I've broke so many mirrors in our house that way. Speaking of mirrors. But I've also licked a lot of beer off of broken glass. Do you wanna, I'm an alcoholic. Do you want to talk about, about questions or do you want to go on to the next topic? Uh, do we have another topic? You wanted to talk about Stranger Things, which no, I No, that's after show. Let's oh. go on to the, the Q and A. Q's and A. Getting your Q's on your A's. Mm-hmm. Um, questions, on answers. Face- questions, answers. On the Facebook groups. Um, wait, wait, Steve. Is this our new, not quite so new? I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Topic section. <laughs> I'm in love with both the light and airy look and the dark and moody mm. look. Which one Chocolate. should I go for with my editing style? I, I don't know. That's not really. You always pull out the most random ass questions. <laughs> Um, well, you are of the, uh, if I must say, the dark and moody look. Mm. The sh- shadows and light. Um. <laughs> you literally just described all of photography. You are working with shadow and light. I was yes. really good at critique in college. I, just, I really like the composition of how you use thirds and your subjects in one of those thirds. And, um, but yeah, no, um, 
I don't know. It's personal preference. Play with both. See what you you know you feel you gravitate towards, and go with it. I I specifically piss, pick this question because she's literally the person who asked this question, asking about two diametrically opposed editing styles: mm-hmm. light and airy versus dark and moody. I don't, How? I don't know. I feel like you can like both. Um, there's certain instances where I see your photos on Instagram and I just like, I'm like, man, I like freaking love that. But you can't. Don't lie, Dustin. You told me every time you see one of my photos on Instagram, you throw your phone on the ground and break it. And then you're like, ah, I gotta go get a new phone from Apple. Steve pisses me off so much. I know. I'm still waiting on my freaking iPhone X. Jerry, oh, you if you're are? listening to this, I'm pissed at you right now. Who? Who are you pissed at? Jerry. Who's Jerry? Jerry's my contact at Verizon that was supposed to be getting me the iPhone X on day numero uno. Jerry, you're a bad, bad man. You're on Santa's and naughty you know what, Jerry? list, Jerry. I know that when you were stuck in the desert with that other Jerry, you totally beat him to death. But, I don't know. So, our editing style has really like evolved over the last few years. Um, I would not say we are of the, or at least... This is what another photographer told me this summer when we had a whole uh, editing talk with a bunch of photographers. And she was describing what she thought of everybody's editing that was there. Oh, gosh. Was that the most painful thing to sit through in the world? Uh, it, it was sort of eye-opening to me because I never really had a, like a... It was more than just like your editing style, but your style in general. Um, and she said my style was called classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know whether to be insulted by that or she like was insulting how to, you how to take that um, but she did you look at her and say your style is immature and <laughs> foolish but she referred to herself as the light and airy and then another photographer there Ugh. was the dark and moody and then mine was Ugh. classic somewhere in the middle where I feel like she was saying, I play it safe and push no boundaries. <laughs> That's what I felt, how I received that. Sorry, Dustin. I feel like with your photography, you're, you'll play it very safe. You do not push the boundaries towards the dark or the light. <laughs> you're somewhere in the middle. That's actually pretty good accent, Steve. Everything is flat. Everything is nothing. Everything is boring. Yes, Dustin. I'm so sorry. You are boring. You lost it there at the end. It was so good there till the end. I I really wanted to hit that boring so hard for you, buddy. And I could see the audio waveforms, and I was like, oh, when I'm doing this voice, I'm not I'm not getting that that flippity flappity, you know, that the high audio waveforms that I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm real real in the middle, just like your photography. Oh, hold it all around. Love it. Did you, did you, when this photographer said that you were classic and they meant it as you're in the middle and you're terrible, did you just slap this person in the face? You always want to resolve everything with anger, Steve. Violence. It's the Eric Bloodaxe in my blood. The second beer really just brings it out of you. Your hats come off. Your face is flush. Oh, dude, that hat. It was like feeling real tight. Real, real tight. Yeah, your noggin swells with alcohol. I get that sometimes with hats where like after a few hours, I start to get a headache. But I love hats. But yeah, like so back on topic, uh, like Steve and Jen do a very dark and moody edit with their shadows. Uh, their work always kind of has sort of this um, cinematic style. I think they play off a lot of that look. I mean, I got to be honest, like when we edit, uh, Jen always, she makes things too bright for my taste. I want things even darker and moodier, <laughs> which is is probably, probably why Jen's uh, been so cautious about me actually like doing work on my own without her. Because she's just thinking to herself, like, you're just going to go so dark. So dark. We'll just see the whites of their eyes. That's all you want to see. So will you be doing um, all the editing yourself for Redwood? Uh, yes and no. The engagement shoots I've shot so far, which I've posted some photos from, um, 
those are all things that I edited. And then I had Jen take a look at them to basically just kind of proof my stuff. Uh, my stuff is mostly, most of my clients are people who were into Jen and Steve's stuff together and um, then settled for just Steve because, <laughs> you know. I, I'm a little disappointed, honestly. So for those of you who don't know, Steve has branched out and started um, his own flag, put out his own flag for photography uh, called Redwood Lane. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really think you missed the mark, man. I think the brand should have been Just Steve. Just Steve. Yo, what's up, guys? It's me, Just Steve. No. Uh, and the tagline I mean, was, when you wanted Jen and Steve, but you settled. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been perfect. I mean, there, there was actual thought put into the brand and stuff. Yeah, I know. That's the problem, Steve. You put too much thought into this brand, just like my video brand. Zero thoughts, zero fucks given. Just... Unlike Dustin, I like to think about things. I like to brainstorm. Uh, typically with my wife, we throw around a lot of ideas before landing on Redwood Lane. Redwood Lane is a callback to the street I grew up on, which uh, I don't think I should share the actual name of the street. It was not Redwood Lane, but it is two words that basically mean the same thing as Redwood Lane. Um, but you know, for, for internet password security, since what was the street you grew up on is such a prominent security question, security question. I'm not going to say what that is, but, um, basically Redwood Lane is a nostalgic callback to my childhood, the street I grew up on. And I romanticize it a little bit because I feel like that's what we're doing when we capture weddings. We're romanticizing something and uh, ultimately our photos are going to be nostalgic because time doesn't stop, Dustin. We just keep moving. Mm. Movement, motion, yeah. light. But I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super romantic and I'm very nostalgic. So. See, but Steve, if I had used the street I grew up on, guess what we would call my brand? Uh, Aubergine eggplant. W Winnebago court photography. <laughs> Oh man, you could have called that RV drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> RV cul-de-sac. <laughs> Actually, I think people would love Winnebago. They would love that. It's too long. Winnebago cul-de-sac. <laughs> Winnebago? Yes, I hired the Winnebago photography company to capture my wedding. See, people would be all up on it, son. I don't even know what accent that was. Uh, it was like a little bit Swedish, but I mean, like Wisconsin and Minnesota were settled by uh, the the Nordics, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, gosh, settled. Ugh. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I got so much shit to do. Um, so so much shit to do, um, Dustin, but. Does anyone have else have family who tries to take advantage of you as a photographer? How do you deal? Uh, We're coming up on the holidays. I thought that was a good question. Last question, then we'll wrap it up for realsies. Sure. Yeah, my family's always constantly trying to take advantage of me being a photographer. Um, but what's been really great as of recently, uh, so this year, um, and I'll send you a link. You can drop this in the show notes. Uh, my sister has gotten into photography. And so anytime a family member inquires about like family pictures or anything like, oh, you should bring a camera to Christmas. We haven't had a cousin photo. And I'm like, oh, did you know Natalie got into photography? Like you should Ooh. totally message Natalie or call. Hit up the Nats. Yeah. I mean, I like off topic of this question, but like my sister has been crushing it this year. She's just gotten like zero. Was, was she crushing it? Was she killing it? Was she kill crushing it? Yeah. Was she cushing it? Was she krilling I it? I mean, it's one of those things where she got a camera last year for Christmas. Mm -hmm. From she, you? No. From well, she got the camera from my mom. Yeah, I bought her brother. I bought her two prime lenses. Okay, you're a great brother. Yeah. I'm sorry I ever doubted you yes. and your brotherly abilities. I bought her a 50 and a 35. I would have thought you would just give her one of your old cameras. No. <laughs> this one shoots to film. You're going to love it. 
And I, you know, I was nervous to give her lenses that were, you know, but I figured if she had a fighting chance that she needed something that wasn't the 18 to 55 that came with the, you know, the kit she got. And with this little like entry level DSLR she got, she has been producing images that have been like to the point where you're like, did you really shoot this? Like, is this really yours? Uh, meaning, <laughs> you know, she has zero experience. Um, she bought like a $400 Acer laptop at Best Buy and she does, doesn't even have Lightroom. She's been using like uh, a Photoshop, like a free Photoshop. Gimp? Huh? Has she been using Gimp? I don't know what she's editing in, but like it's when I see her work that I'm like, holy shit, like I spend thousands of dollars on equipment and software and, you know, all this. And here she is with, you know, no backup solutions. I know you're going to say just like you, Dustin. <laughs> I didn't say that. I See, I'm trying to be cool. Eyes. I saw hey, did the... you use? You said you were going to use two SD cards at your last wedding this I year, did. did you? I did. I'm use... so proud of you. I meant you to say my take heart a was so much joy and happiness. Uh, last episode, I forgot to say I'm thankful that Dustin used two cards. Jen told me that in the last episode, I was. I'm going to use my words because her words were a little bit nicer. Jen said I was too much <laughs> of a dick to you with all all the stuff about two cards and i i tried to tell my wife like i'm seriously concerned about you because like just any any time like people have bought brand new top of the line sandisk cards and had them go bad on the very first shoot and so like it freaks me out for you dustin like i want to know that you're covered and you're backed up steve but what you don't realize is every sd card we have before we put it in our camera we sprinkle a little bit of holy water on it and so it's it's uh, it's blessed in the River Jordan, and uh, that way it's almost like our pictures have been touched by God. That's why they look so good, <laughs> so classic. Do and, you ever uh, maybe just put a put a little hole in maybe your wrist and just put a little blood on there? Okay, I I don't want you to get any more hate mail, Steve. <laughs> You're the one who's gonna get hate mail for this episode after that. Nope. Nope. Do you, um, do you send them off to the Pope to have him bless them as well? So what, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, the question was, does anyone else have family who tries to take advantage of you as a photographer? How do you deal? So you pawn it off on another family member or do what I do and you just stop bringing your camera to holidays. Oh, nice. Just bring that iPhone. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them that your iPhone has portrait mode capabilities. <laughs> Well, because I mean, like, I don't know, it, it's always also on the flip side, it's frustrating then because then when you start sort of, um, like pulling away from your family in regards to taking pictures for them for free, when they do want to take pictures for pay, like say, you know, they someone, hire someone else, someone seeing your pictures or something like that, they will hire someone else because, they just assume like, oh, you're too busy or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a tough line to walk. I've I've never done photos for family members. I have done video before. I mean, I talked on a previous episode about how I did uh, my cousin's wedding video for her. Um, you did? Yeah, you, you gave me a hard time. You're like, Steve, I thought you said you never never do free work for anyone. Oh, that's right. And so I, I've done a few things video-wise for people that uh, I typically wouldn't have done for like non-family members for free. And I've never regretted those decisions. But I have witnessed Jen doing photos for a lot of family members for free. And I've always regretted not like jumping in and saying like, Oh, maybe you guys should pay Jen or something. But Jen doesn't really like do like, like family photo sessions or anything with like her family or my family. But, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Anytime you're working for free, it just kind of makes you feel like you're upset because this is something you get paid for. And when your family members don't want to pay you, it makes you feel like they don't value you. And that's a tough spot to be in. I know. And I, and I've tried, and I've done a lot of thought on this and what I've come to the conclusion is it's not that they don't value you. I mean, it kind of is, but in their mind, it's not that they don't value you. It's that they don't view what you're doing as difficult. Like they don't see that, yeah. uh, what you're doing is challenging 
that it is uh, time consuming, that it is uh, a burden essentially to you, that it's literally just, oh, picking up a camera, snapping a couple pictures, um, and somehow they come out beautiful every time. So that's, that's their mindset. And in mm-hmm. our mindset, we're like, oh my God, I've got like 15 weddings to edit. I've still got to call the session from yesterday and I've got to balance my taxes and I got to call this bride and I've got to do this and this. And somehow I have to squeeze in my aunt Sally's family photos before Thanksgiving so she can get her Christmas cards out. So did you get your Christmas cards out, Dustin? We haven't even taken a family photo yet. Um, we had one taken, um, but our daughter did not cooperate very good. So we're going to try again. I think uh, sometime after Thanksgiving here in the next week or two. Very nice. I think we were supposed to do photos with you Thanks for listening (laughs) to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at WedPic Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle, but not in your display name, or at least not as short as they used to. Uh, And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can follow Dustin on Instagram at at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at at Stephen Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another, another wedding. wedding. See you, Stevie. Dustin, did you start watching Stranger Things yet? Uh, nope. So the other night I talked to Corinne and I was like, hey, Corinne, uh, Jen started watching Stranger Things. Maybe you. Oh, what news on that front? Jen did not start watching Stranger Things. You said she was going to. She was going to. And then she read some more stuff about it and decided she didn't think she could do it. Do you think Corinne can't handle it? I don't know, dude. I don't know what Corinne's uh, capability for watching babies die is. Babies die in it? No, I'm just screwing with you, dude. I'm trying to freak you out. Oh, I, I don't mind scary shit. It's my wife. I'm all up in your mind, dog. Uh, I just finished episode five of the new season, and episode four of the new season was so good. But so, so good. Scary or not scary? There are scary parts to it. Uh, I would overall say it's not horror. It's more science fiction with a horror element, but it... it depends on a lot of horror tropes there are some jump scares at certain points um and there there's like a genuine sense of like this person might not make it out alive and they might die um and i don't know if they're going to survive in some episodes that might freak you out the other day i was watching an episode and i was like oh man i'm eating right now I don't want to be thinking about whether or not this character and this other character both die. So I'm going to watch something else while I eat. See, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Um, (laughs) Dustin's just like, this person's dying and I'm eating spaghetti. Forking it right in. Pretty much. Mm, The tomato sauce looks just like blood. I actually started a different television show today um, because my daughter went down for a nap. and Was it BoJack Horseman? Nope. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, no, it was another one uh, that I've been meaning to take a peek at because I was curious. Uh, Riverdale? My gosh. Any any comments on that? Uh, I saw a tweet earlier today, and it said that um, Riverdale, the story of Riverdale is basically as Archie gets hotter and hotter, the people of Riverdale become more and more confused, and that sums up the entire plot line. Oh, really? I just I watched know. the first episode. Jen watches it. Oh, does she? The uh, yeah. first episode, I thought the, the writing was really, like how it was done was really well done and interesting. I mean, it I've was... I've heard a lot of good things about the show. It was done in a way where it definitely made me want to watch another episode, so... But you weren't like, man, I just kind of want to chew my Bazooka Joes and get I the did, funnies. I did kind of feel like I wish I had a piece of Bazooka Joe gum to chew while i watched it but and you were looking for them corny jokes and then the whole time you're like this isn't corny jokes this is scooby-doo pretty much yeah i could do without the redhead in the show but um dustin hates gingers this just in yeah no 
Dustin says gingers are soulless. This is just saying, watch an episode of South Park, you'll understand. But, um, yeah, I will get to Stranger Things by Christmas, that I promise you. It's it's good. It's real good. Um, I, I have not watched Riverdale. Jen has been watching it. I've seen a few episodes kind of like while I'm doing dishes and I watch over her shoulder or whatever. It doesn't look bad. It looks good. It's not a Jen watch Pretty Little Liars. It tone tone tonally seems a lot like Pretty Little Liars as far as like the creepiness and like the way it's shot, the different like color palettes that they use, stuff like that. Um, the age of the characters. Yeah, they're definitely the using that like whole orange teal color color grade thing. Maybe I'm completely off on the color grid color palette thing. Uh, it's just like the the darkness of most of the. I would be curious what they're shooting with. I'm sure they're shooting with a variety of things, but there are a few shots where I'm like the bokeh in the background was just like so shallow and like so, so creamy that I like the photographer in me was like, I wonder what they're shooting with in this scene. Cause like I, in TV, especially it's very rare that you see like them shooting with something at least in anything I watch where I've seen a background that, that, uh, yeah. Have you ever watched a uh, person of interest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of crazy bokeh like shots in that. They'll do like close up shots on people's faces in like New York and like behind them. And they'll just be like crazy ass bokeh from like a bridge or buildings or whatever. I'll have to, I'll have to send you a screenshot. I mean, I'm talking like, I'm, like they had to have been shooting with like a 200 millimeter with like F2 or something. It was just to no, give dude, that level That's what of I'm creamy. talking about with person of interest. Like it was utterly ridiculous. Like literally like Boca, like maybe this big on the screen behind like the head of the person just. Okay. <laughs> Listeners can't see how big that bokeh is. It was like the size of my head. Like it was utterly ridiculous in some of the shots. Um, but no, man, person of interest I liked, but uh, I've been watching, I watched Jonathan Nolan's newest thing last winter. What was that? Westworld. What was it? Westworld. Oh yeah. That's fucking awesome. I love Westworld. So good. You watched Westworld? Yeah. Why didn't we talk about that the entire time we were in Sierra Leone? Because you oh, had gosh. you hadn't watched it yet. No, I'd already watched it by then. I don't. I feel like there was a reason because I had. Wow, dude, I love that show. It's so good. I was talking about it with some friends the other day when who like, just watched out? it and like just explaining to them the things that had happened in it. And I'm like, you literally watched this last night. How do you not understand the hosts are the humans, basically? And the humans are monsters in this show. You're not supposed to feel for the humans. You're supposed to feel for the hosts. Yeah, essentially, from what I've read, that um, are you familiar with Siri? What do you mean, Siri? Like the the person that lives inside your iPhone? Yeah, I know what Siri okay. is. Oh just, my gosh! Just, I just I don't know, Steve. You're not. You don't get out much. You're looking a little pale. Anyways, um, so Siri that lives inside your iPhone. Yep, that's your iPhone. Very good. Um, for the listeners, I just hey held Siri. my iPhone up for Dustin to see. <laughs> um, actually inspired Westworld. Um, they actually, Siri wrote the script for Westworld in order to soften our thoughts on artificial intelligence for when the Terminator-like future comes where they take over our world. Dustin, I thought you had to go. <laughs> I do. All right, Steve, I got to go. Bye, bud. All right. Have a great night, Dustin. It's been great talking with you. And since we recorded this right after the Thanksgiving episode, I just want to reiterate how thankful I am for your company and your friendship. Have a good Aberdeen for Thanksgiving. Mm, I'm going to get some eggplant in me. Stays. All right. That'll stay. I see. That'll keep in this episode. That'll keep. Bye, Dustin. You're somewhere in the middle.